I'm wearing my power color today. I'm wearing purple. Hope you listeners at home, maybe you're wearing your power color today. I don't wear my power color often. What is your power color? Oh, like teal. Yeah, teal's your power color. I mean, it's my favorite color. Is that all it takes for something to be a power color? Just whatever whatever color you wear that empowers you. Maybe your favorite color isn't black, but when you wear black, you feel like you're here to get things done. Or maybe, you know, maybe you feel your best when you're wearing green because it makes you feel like a... High elf from Lord of the Rings. I don't know. Whatever <laughs> fantasy you need in order to get yourself through the day. Got it. I don't know what my power color is then. Well, I mean, if teal makes you feel good. Yeah, it's just my favorite. Yeah, there you go. Power I think color. I probably have more like, would have more of a tendency to have a power thing than oh. a power color. So what would be your power article of clothing or I power? I mean, right now I don't know my clogs for a while were my power thing because they're like they give you they have a platform on them and they're like well because i like mean business when i wear them yeah because i you know i wear the same thing all the time Mm -hmm. but then you knew if i was wearing something with tennis shoes normal old day if i was wearing the same thing but with my clogs oh i would know you meant business yeah love it so that's it all right Let's get into it. Okay. This is Be Createful, a podcast about finding fullness through creativity. I'm Joe. And I'm Madison. And today on episode 102, we're talking about being creatures of habit. Yes. Okay. We're talking about this because recently, I don't remember what episode it was, one in December. You said you were wanting to, you were like changing some of your routines. Yeah, I was, I was trying to, like I made a to-do list for myself, but it only had like one or two things Mm. on it. Like one for my body, one for the house and like do a thing for my brain to make it happy. And like, that was kind of like my small to-do list. Yes. And so I said something along the lines of, oh, you're making new habits. And I viscerally reacted and I was like, oh, no. I do not like the word habits. I don't like habits, whichever one I said. I was trying to get across the point of habits, me no like. Yes. So that's what we're talking about today because uh, habits exist whether we like them or not. So we're going to talk about... So let's... Okay. (sighs) What you're saying there is like getting me heated. Yes, habits do exist. My visceral reaction to you saying, oh, you're making habits... It's more of my reaction to like the what we would call the connotation of the word habits versus its actual literal dictionary meaning. Okay. So what did you um hear me say when I said you're making new habits? I think of book titles like the what is it? Seven Habits of Successful People or it's Atomic Habits or like self-help books that are like follow this listicle of ways that you that you can like incorporate these things into your life and you will become a successful prosperous person if you do these specific things and you do them every day and like you just had that that's how you're going to change yourself and and be better is you got to do this whole kind of like uh overhaul of yourself and become this very regimented um person okay so that's what i heard Okay, so then when I just said habits exist whether we like them or not, and you said you were getting that that 
statement was making you heated. Because what it because what I was hearing there was I was hearing you say, "Well, yeah, habits exist. You need to deal with it." And what I was trying to convey, I feel like you misheard me in when when I said that I didn't like habits. Like I know that they exist. I just don't like the meaning or connotation that often gets associated with the word habits. What word would you use instead? Uh, pattern is the word that I would use instead. Okay. Maybe practice, but mostly I like the word pattern and ooh, regular as well. Because, well, we can get into it a little bit later. But yeah, that's those are the words. Yeah. So like um, we have a little bit of experience having entire episodes where we're using words that do not mean what the other person thinks that they mean. And we go in circles and in circles. So my intention for this episode is to take a word that you had a visceral reaction to. Yes. And then find ways to have a conversation about it that don't make you leaving mad. Yeah. That don't make that continue. But I think a lot of people have issues with that word. And the reason we're talking about this now is because in January, this language is everywhere. And I think that alone can give people a visceral reaction to January (laughs) or to, oh, here we go again, talking about new goals, new you, new habits, new. I think that that word of habits gets um, a bad rap. It gets wrapped up in a lot of things that the word never meant to hold. Agreed. So I went ahead and I was thinking about, okay, so when I think about the word habits, so I had to do some introspection here. What do I think about? Well, I think about good dental habits, like, oh, you need to brush and floss your teeth. I mean, how many of us floss our teeth? I know my parents do. They do it regularly. I don't floss my teeth all that much. Um, Or like good habits are like, oh, making sure that you get exercise. Like the wellness things that we learned when we were in elementary school or, you know, in some sort of like, oh, this is what healthy people do. Um, And so if you don't already have those habits, then the connotation of that is that you are unhealthy, which could be true. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you're trying to improve yourself coming from a negative mentality can make the effort to try and do better more difficult. So I think that's why when I hear the word habits, I'm like, I don't like it. It also, I think habits implies those sort of like daily things that need to happen. And if I try to, if I try to do healthy things every single day, the one day that I may choose something that is unhealthy, Mm -hmm. I feel like I have failed. Uh, And so it's like you failed at your habit. Remember at the beginning when you thought that you were unhealthy and so you need to get in these habits? Look, you are unhealthy. And it's like a shame thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, first of all, you mentioned Atomic Habits, Habits, which is written by James Clear. I haven't read the whole book, but it really is a fantastic Oh, I'm sure it's good. If someone yeah. is one, what, what, here's what we're not going to do in this episode. Yeah. We're not going to talk about how to trick yourself into doing a new habit. Oh, you mean That's, there's not some like magical three-step program that I can do and d- become a healthy person? But there is. His book does scientifically lay out the way that our brains work and the 
just the, like when I said to you, habits exist, whether you like them or not. Mm-hmm. And so um, he does lay, if that's what you're wanting, not you personally, mm-hmm. but you listener is a, a way to look at habits that is helpful. I think so, his book is. So it's not just, I had never read his book. My friends have talked about it. Um, so it's more about, hey, this is how we form habits. This is how you form the habits that you want versus here is a list of habits. You should do them. Right. It's not that at all. Excellent. Um, I looked up the definition of habit. Excellent. Uh, one, it is a piece of clothing that could go over your head. Oh, yes. As like a, a, a nun. A okay. Nun but here is the definition of habit. A regular or settled tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. Mm-hmm. So you talked about patterns. Mm-hmm. That's the definition of habitual. It's yeah. something that's that is done it constantly, recurs, yeah. that's regular, that's usual. There's nothing in this definition that says daily. Yes. Um, so there, I think that I'm going to end up using the word habit mm-hmm. and I just want right now for you to not feel attacked when I use the word. <laughs> I will not. Um, I, I think I'm going to continue to use the word like pattern of behavior I think that there's synonyms and this is where it's important to check because we all have words that set us off. Right. Yes. Um, And so to be able to, to check what it is, like what you're hearing in that word and what is actually um, being said. So if let's say it real, okay. So we're using a very, I would say like a soft topic right now. It's habits. Like, we're not talking about anything that maybe is sort of like central to our identities. So if there were, if there was a word that you were using that felt like it was attacking me personally, is that something that you would be willing to change? Even if you're like, well, the word that I'm using is the same as the word that you're using now. Why can't I keep using this word? I mean, so like in this case, like if I was like the word, I'm not saying this, yeah. but like, let's say I was like the word habits personally offends me. And here is a word that you're like, it basically means the same thing. Pattern. It means the same thing. Like in order to enter in conversation, I mean, would you, would you continue to use the word habit or would you um, use the word pattern instead? I think I would, well, I would only like continue to have a conversation about whatever that thing yes. was if you wanted to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Also, are we trying to build relationship and community with each other? The answer is yes. Yeah. And so in that, because of that, then, uh, yeah, I want to be, um, what is the right word? Not malleable, but like, curious as to to what you mean and I don't need to defend I'm not going to die on the hill of using the word habit I think that's where a lot of people fall into like the trap of conversations like this where they're like well no my word means the same thing mm-hmm. why can't I keep using it but here's the and caveat we, like, I would need to see you making movement towards community as well mm-hmm. community in the conversation as well so like I do think it's um Unf- mm, do I want to use the word unfair? 
unbalanced if one person is like, no, I can't handle that word. You have to change it or we can't have a relationship. Like, especially if it's something, and we're on a whole different topic now, but like if it is something that's part of my regular vocabulary and I'm trying. Yeah. Like if you slip up, you know, the, then I wouldn't like come after you. Also I'm over completely over conversations that are just for the sake of argument and debate. Like I'm not going to debate you on if the word habit really means what you think it means or what Mm -hmm. I think it means. It doesn't matter. It's like when we have our little uh, disagreements about what a color is. Yes. Like what difference does it make? The whole point in the conversation is for us to understand each other better Mm -hmm. um, and to be able to have conversation that is uplifting to both of us. So if a word, I don't know, I think you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So if a word is like detrimental, just leave it out. Just it yeah, and in this case, it's not. I get, I understand where you're coming from with using the word habits, and so we will continue on in this conversation talking about habits. Yeah. So here is um, what I mean when I said like habits are going to happen whether we like them or not. Um, habits exist whether you like them or not. Right. And the title of this episode that you gave it is we're creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. And so every morning when I get up, I do basically the same thing. Um, So you could use the word routine. Mm -hmm. That's another synonym for habit. That's my, I also am not a big fan of that because of the people who are like, I need to start a morning routine or a lot of those habit building books are like, have a morning routine. And if you don't have one, it can be really hard to try to adopt one that feels like alien to you. Mm. It's very... Well, this is why yeah. I think you would really like the Lazy Genius, Kendra Adachi, <laughs> because she talks about routines, but she, again, it's kind of from this standpoint of you are falling into patterns or falling into routines. We have things we do habitually, whether we acknowledge them or not. And so it's the balance between our, am I walking into my day with intention or out of impulse? Am I making decisions intentionally or impulsively? Um, And maybe another word instead of impulsive could be like instinctually, but what I kind of mean is like just without thinking. So, cause like I was thinking in addition to impulsivity, because that implies that there needs to be like a new stimulus yeah. that happens, like maybe like kind of living your life on autopilot. This yes. is what you always do. You're in a rut. Like this is. Yes. Yeah. Here, let me give this as an example. I get up in the morning. I make my coffee. When I start to smell my coffee, I think, Hmm, maybe I kind of need a poop. <laughs> but then when I, if I don't eliminate my bowels mm-hmm. before I have my coffee, whenever I sit down with my coffee and take the first few drinks, I'm like, oh, I got to go now. Yeah. So that is a bowel movement routine of my body. Yes. <laughs> right? That's a habit that my body has gotten into. And that's just a f- natural, a function of my biology. Mm-hmm. So Those little things are happening around us all the time. The way that Kendra describes a routine is doing things that set you up for how you want 
to take on the day or like that's how she would describe Mm. a morning routine. I don't remember exactly how she says it, but um, like, I think she would make a distinction between a routine and a regiment of it's not do, it's not get up at four 30 and then light this candle Mm -hmm. and then do this sun salutation. And then you no screens and then you do this and then, and then you'll be productive all day. Yeah. because that's what sometimes it feels like yes. when people are saying, all right, here's what you need for a morning routine. Mm-hmm. And that's not, I do feel better if I am intentional with the way that I'm spending those, my first moments out of bed. Also, I like a long time. I want like an hour or two hours before I have to like be ready to show up mm-hmm. to any, anywhere. Yeah. Um, I had another thought, but I lost it. Oh, okay. I've been talking for a while. Um, I thought about this too. Um, from my background, I think about um, a person cannot serve two masters. So like you're going to be, I, I believe the verse goes, you know, you're going to be a slave either to sin or to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Is the par- I'm paraphrasing now. Um, so, but either way, you're going to work for something mm-hmm. or somebody, mm-hmm. you need to decide. You don't have the option. So like what you were saying about like habits exist, whether you like them or not, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I started reframing it. It was like, you're going to, you are going to have patterns and habits, routines, whatever that you fall into. You now get to decide what those look like. Yeah. I cannot escape them. No, I think where um, a lot of our hangups, because I have them too. I also, there's even things in James Clear's book. I didn't finish it, but there's even things he says that I'm like, I just, I don't like that. And I feel myself fighting against it, but that doesn't make it any less true. Okay. But here's where I think that we, it has been battered into us. And this, this is where personally my hangups come with some of these concepts. Um, weight loss. You mentioned mm-hmm. wellness. Oh, I yeah. think I think wellness is just uh, diet culture's way to try to make diet culture seem more holistic. I'm going to interrupt you here. So when I was in college, okay, so I went to a Christian college. Um, a lot of people in, like, in Christianity have this sort of morning routine of they get up and the first thing that they do is they read their Bible mm-hmm. or they spend time in their Bible. Or my, they say they do because that's what they think they're supposed to do. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, my dad is one of those people. He gets up and he reads his Bible every day. And I wanted to start incorporating things like that into my life. And I remember going and I, I wanted to meet with my professor because I had like a lot of questions. I was basically meeting with him on the premise of him being like a preacher basically i was looking for spiritual guidance. okay and i asked him some questions and towards the end i was like you know his bible class started at 7 30 in the morning so i was like look i struggle to be kind of a morning person mm-hmm. and i remember asking him this i was like uh is it possible for people to have like a nighttime like bible routine uh-huh. And he told me no. What? He's like most of the, he's like almost all of the people that I talk to that do this, they get up early. So like you should get up at like four no. or five and read your Bible. And I just, I left thinking maybe I can do that. And then I thought, uh-uh. no, I 
don't think I can. Mm -mm. And I kind of left a little disappointed because, and maybe it wasn't a good question to ask him, but I thought, well, I guess I can't really be a good Christian then if my morning routine doesn't look like that. But I think that's a great, that's like the perfect example of what we're talking about, right? Like that's where a lot of the harm happens in how we talk about habits. He was trying to be helpful. He was a wonderful professor. And like, I think he really believed that he was giving me really good advice and he he didn't mean any harm. He just like, this works for me. All of the people I've talked to, it's worked for me. You should do this too. And I think that's where a lot of people, like that's where we get tripped up as we hear from other people. Well, this has worked for me. Right. It should work for you. And even that idea of harm, he didn't mean any harm, but he did harm. He did. But I don't, like, I don't blame him. It, it, right. It wasn't, he didn't have malintent. Yeah. Um, but like, that's why it's important that we have conversations like this <laughs> to, and maybe you, you are in a spot to have a conversation with someone else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we are. Yeah. Um, but where we really think about, what we're saying to people like because even that situation how now I look and I think how could you say no reading your bible at night isn't gonna cut it what well and he was he would say things like well you know that's gonna be hard to keep up with like you're gonna forget but if you make it a priority at the beginning of the day you won't like you won't forget it well, obviously that was something that I I I wasn't able to do. Yeah. Cuz like first thing in the morning either it's hard for me to retain, but I did try it for a while where I would get up in the morning and like spend time in the word and it became an obligation instead of a uh I I'm not I'm not even saying that I necessarily like wanted to want to do it, but like it felt not easy, but like this is just what I do. Mm-hmm. And it's helpful and I'm going to do it and because I want to. You brought up the word obligation. I hadn't even thought of that yet. I think that that's a negative synonym that can be incorporated with habits. Um, But also sometimes obligations, we do have them and we do have to uphold them. Yeah. Um, And that's something that I am always having to uh, find – mental gymnastics around in my brain because I don't want anyone telling me like what I have to do or where I have to be, even my own self. So if I have set a goal and I don't really, I try to stay away from goals like this because I know this about myself. Mm -hmm. But if I'm like, I'm going to work out three times a week, then now it's become an obligation. Yeah. And then I'm going to rebel against it. You put like a number Mm -hmm. to it. So, so um, that brings me back to what, industries where I think have been harmful in the way we look at habits. So uh, I think the diet culture, you mentioned diet culture. I think religion is another one that kind of, this wasn't one I had thought of, but your story brought it up. And I think uh, productivity. Yes. Can I speak to the religion one Uh real quick? So I was listening to a, another podcast called You Have Permission, and they were talking about religious technologies, which is like, it sounds really weird and funky, but a technology is something that enhances human beings beyond ourselves. Okay. So like, a, I mean, a car is a technology, yeah. but also like if you have meditated before, 
like that is considered a religious technology okay. or basically something to enhance your focus. You know, maybe you listen to music while you're working and that helps you. Mm-hmm. Technology. Boom. Um, so I think a lot of these like habits that were suggested, like in my faith walk, it was reading your Bible, praying every day. Like those religious technologies were like, okay, this is how you focus on God. Well, in religion, you would call it a spiritual discipline, right? Like that's how yes. I would have heard those. Exactly. Um, and a lot of them seemed very narrow. Like we, maybe for, I know some people, they get a whole lot more out of songs or listening to religious music Mm -hmm. or music in general than they do say like prayer. Mm -hmm. Or um, I've heard of people who are not Catholic who pray the rosary because having a physical object to like move through your hands while you meditate or pray helps them to focus. Mm -hmm. But in my particular tribe that I'm from, my religious tribe, um, we would look at that and go, oh, no, 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 we, that, we can't use that to mm-hmm. focus. That's, now you're not focusing enough on God and more focusing on the object. And so it just seemed so narrow about what was okay to like focus on or what, was, what habits were okay and what habits were like, oh, no, that's not, that's not going to help you. Yeah. I didn't like that. So No. Yeah. <sighs> well, there's an exclusivity about it that... One, assumes that everyone is like you, the person making the decisions. Yeah. Just like your your professor saying, oh, no, everyone I know does it in the morning. So that is how it works. So that's good. You, they moralize it, it. Oh, that's good. But like if you try to read it at night, it's not going to end up being good. Or, and it assumes that everyone is like you when we know that that's not how it is even like I am a night person. Mm -hmm. Our, our culture does not function the way that I would like to function. (laughs) Like I want to shift the whole day, five hours south, (laughs) but it doesn't work that way. Okay. So diet culture, Uh religion Uh and productivity. Productivity. So I think a lot of uh, the talk that we hear around habits is how to make yourself a better person, which means a more productive person. If you couldn't hear it in my Mm. voice, better was in quotes. So better, maybe that means thinner, smaller, um, stronger, but like only in the right kind of way, (laughs) not in a way that's not like a beating boys at arm wrestling kind of way. Um, so smaller, thinner, um, able to like do more at work. Yes. Being a better, like doing more as a parent Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So a lot of the talk that we hear surrounding routines, how to set up your morning so that you can get more done in the day. Yes. Or here are habits to make you more productive at work. Mm-hmm. Go beast mode, hustle, hustle, hustle. And that is a lot of the talk You're right. around this. And I think that is where we get the visceral reaction to no, I don't, I don't want to like when you were saying I'm doing these, I'm have my little to-do list yes. and I'm doing something, you know, a quick little chore at home and this and then I say, oh, you're building new habits. And I was like, oh, no. Because, no. no, you're not trying to make yourself better or more productive. You're trying to, well, I don't want to assume I know what you were trying to do. Yeah. I, I think the alternative is to say, what 
kind of person do I want to be? And what things do I need to do to be happy? Right. It's not about making myself better so that I am more... um, so that I'm thinner so I don't make other people uncomfortable or so that I get more done at work so that other people are profiting off of me. No, or, it's how do I make my life go more smoother mm-hmm. because I've learned now that if I don't take care of my body, it's going to come back to bite me. Mm-hmm. Or if I ignore my house, then I'm going to have a frustrated attitude. Like I've just learned through trial and error that if these things, like if I don't work towards these things that I'm just... I won't like myself Mm -hmm. and I want to like myself. And that's where I like the actual Webster's definition of habit, that it's a settled or regular tendency or practice. Man, I like the word settled Mm -hmm. because the world feels like chaos all the time. Now, here's where I think it gets tricky. Okay. Because we are, as we've already said, creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. Like we have time in our day and we are going to do actions that fill up that time. Yes. Some habits, and I don't even not even going to use the word bad, but some habits that may go against the type of person we want to be are actually like the easy habits. Yes. So whether that's something like smoking or um, eating, like maybe you're doing those things because you're bored. Mm-hmm. And so because you're bored, you pick up a habit that then is the second part of that definition. It's one that is hard to give up. Yes. I think about, uh, I I wrote down like reasons why we stick to bad habits. And one of them is the need for social acceptance. Maybe you feel terrible after one glass of wine, but all of your friends drink wine at your book club. Mm -hmm. And you feel like you have to without like sticking out. Like why, why are you choosing to continue to imbibe? Well, because you want to be accepted. Right. And I don't, this, so, um, this is a little bit of a tangent, but, uh, there was on Instagram or something, it was talking Mm -hmm. about how Gen Z, how, um, Gen X and millennials are actually being good parents because Gen Z, they're drinking less and they're waiting longer to have sex. Yes. I have heard those statistics. So we have in some ways um, taken away some social pressure. Yeah. Now other things are replace, other bad things are replacing that. Yeah. But also there is a little bit of this. Um, I'm not going to do that just because everyone else is doing it mm-hmm. mentality that uh, the younger generation has. Now they're smoking cigarettes less, but I don't know if vaping was included in that, which do your research on vaping. It's not, it's no bueno. But even it was talking about millennials. So like our age um, is drinking less than generations above us. Yes. So like, it doesn't have to be just drinking. There might Mm -mm. be things that you're participating in socially that you're like, I don't, I don't like this. Like maybe there's some friends that you go out to eat with like, like every week and your budget can't handle it, but you're continuing to do it and put yourself under financial stress because you don't want to lose friends Mm. there. It's time for a change there. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you can still have friends without like engaging in bad habits. I think specifically about people who are also who are um, in addictive cycles, your friends will keep you in those addictive cycles 
um, like most people who who are trying to get clean, um, they have a higher likelihood of getting clean if they create new environments where they're not going to fall into those bad habits again. Mm-hmm. So like if you if your vice is drinking, finding a new way to spend your weekend rather than, you know, cracking open beers around a lake with your buddies. Maybe there's another activity that you can find to do. Well, and so James Clear talks about this in his book. Mm. Um, he, there's four steps to a habit. He says, I don't remember all of them, but the first one is a cue. Like, what is it that says it's like time triggers to do it? Yes. And so sometimes it's you need new friends because your friends are drinking, but it also could be you need to you need to shuffle up your um, routine or what you're doing because you're trying to stop that cue from happening. So it could be um, here's another example. Um, I want to read more mm-hmm. this year. So w- one thing reading choosing to read takes more effort than turning on the TV. Yeah. But they both fill the same void. Yeah. So the void is, it's the end of the day, I need to unwind, or the void could be, I'm bored, or the void could be, I want to be entertained. Yes. So the easier thing to do is just turn on the TV because that requires very little from me. Mm-hmm. Um, the harder thing to do, even though it's the thing I want to do, is to read. Yes. Um, so I moved my TV. I took away the cue. Hey. I took away the ability to like looking at that black box in a in a space that you are normally in. Your right. So room. when I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, oh, I'm bored, or I'm sitting on the couch and I think I need to unwind, or I'm sitting on the couch and I want to be entertained, mm-hmm. um, the TV's not an option. Where is the thing that you like read on? So I uh, read on my iPad. Okay. Um, I like a hard book, like a sure a book book, but um, I can b- get books ebooks from the library mm-hmm. so that makes it i will read more and i don't want to spend money on a lot of books oh and space so your ipad is like nearby mm-hmm. right so you've taken mm-hmm. that cue away and you've put closer the thing that you want to yeah. do okay. well and i'm always would have the tv on in the background like mm-hmm. while i'm doing maybe i'm doing something else on my ipad like drawing or you know sewing or whatever, but now I will listen to an audiobook mm. instead of turn on the TV. Tiny plug for audiobook still counts as reading. Okay, carry on. Um so that is kind of back to that idea of intention versus impulse. If I don't know, if I am like avoiding the idea of stating a goal or creating a habit or starting a new pattern or however we want, whatever words we want to use. If I'm avoiding that, then my, I'm going to just keep doing the thing I don't really want to do. So there is a reason to name something, um, whether that, it doesn't matter what you call it, but whatever the statement, I want to be someone who reads more. Mm -hmm. I have to name that. It doesn't have to have a number attached to it. I don't have to say, I want to read 50 books this year. I mean, I have a goal cause it's fun for, you know, um, but you have to, if you, if we don't say what's important to us, then we are still going to be doing things just without choosing them. Yes. So the way that I have practiced, like what has made it easier for me to get into some practices, some habits, if you will, 
has been going to therapy because in therapy, you are discovering, you are peeling back layers of yourself to get the to get at the core of who you are. All of those stories and all of those things that have happened to you, you are peeling them back slowly in order to get to a place where you're like, okay, what is it that you want? What are some dreams that you have? What are some things like, what is it at the core of your being? And when you know that and you're able to name it like you're saying, then you're going to be able to form habits that actually get you to the place where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my issues last year where I was trying to do these like mending Mondays or when I was trying to go to the gym three times a week or um, like I wrote down a ton of like failed uh habits. Like I used to do yoga in the morning. I don't do that anymore. I struggled to clean up after myself, even though I wanted to. I was just trying to do those things because like surfacy, I thought that that's what would make me better. Mm -hmm. But in the process of going to therapy and pulling back all of the layers of myself, I've been able to name what it is that's important to me and then let the habits flow out of that. And they are much more attainable. They are much easier to fall into. Well, because now you have a reason to do them and you're seeing like you, you still have a choice in every moment. You have a choice. Mm -hmm. Am I going to read the book or am I going to turn on the TV? Now I made the choice a lot harder. Now Mm -hmm. my TV is back where my bike is. And so I could move it or I could watch TV on my iPad instead of read on my iPad. That's true. I can like, there's ways around it. Um, But, but now that you know that the core of like, I just want to read more it can flow out of that mm-hmm. and become mm-hmm. a lot easier. I, I felt a lot of the same excitement around getting my budget, mm-hmm. like doing a budget. I have money. I'm going to spend money. Mm-hmm. Do I want my money to spend me, basically? Yeah. Or do I want to make the choices on how I'm spending it's my money? It's that intentionality mm-hmm. piece. Um, and that's what I meant earlier when I was saying intentional versus impulse. Yeah. Like um, a decision has to be made. Which... So let's say you're having a really rough day and you're like, I really just want to watch some TV. You can make that intentional choice Mm -hmm. to go and watch TV and not like necessarily make it a habit. Right. Or do it mindlessly. Like Mm -hmm. it's the things that we just fall into that suck away our time or our energy or our fill in the blank um, that we're doing mindlessly because... It's right. It's available. That's part of the reason why I didn't like the word habits because it didn't feel like there was room for me to have a bad day mm. or to have a day where I was like, I, I don't have it in me to go to the gym. What I really need right now is like, I need to go on a walk or I need to go like buy a milkshake or like I need, it just didn't leave room for me to be able to name other things that I needed that might be more that maybe are on a higher priority that day than making sure, okay, don't miss a day of, you know, your three days of going to the gym mm-hmm. or like, don't, don't miss out on your yoga, mm-hmm. you know, or else. Yeah. In uh, a lot of workout culture, there's a saying they'll say, never miss a Monday. Like, oh. you know, cause maybe you've missed the weekend, but whatever, never miss a Monday. There's just a lot of, um, 
rigidness to it that doesn't allow for the nuance of being human. I get it because it's quippy and that's easy to put on social media. Mm. But being a human is not really quippy. It's awkward and complicated and there's going to be weird days and it's just messy sometimes. Mm. And I, and the word habit just didn't feel like, at least at the time that I was hearing it, that it allowed me to be human. We also only hear it, like you said, in these certain ways. Um, and there's, what do I, what am I trying to say? There are, uh, I guess I just want to, in my own life, I can't speak to, to you, but I know my resistance to anything that I feel like is going to box me in or that where I might fail. Um, but for me, then I'll feel worse about myself. Right. And if I'm already in a place that I need to make healthier habits, I feel terrible, but then failing at the habits that I'm trying to do to make better, to make myself quote better, it's going to make me feel worse. Right. What, um, what I have had to come to terms with is I want to be the one in control of my life and maybe control. Even that is not like the right word. You could say intentional. I want to be intentional. I want to be making decisions. Mm -hmm. I want to be the one making decisions for my life, not, um, letting my bad patterns, just mm-hmm. make decisions for me. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to be resigned to like, oh, well, this is just how it is. Oh, I can never um, be, I could never enjoy mornings. I'm not a morning person. Well, that's not true. I might not ever want to wake up at six o'clock in the morning to get my movement in for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that I can't still find a way to make mornings enjoyable for me because uh, mornings exist whether we like them or not. They do yeah, exist. This brings up another thing. So the first kind of this versus that that I had was the intention versus impulse. Mm-hmm. Another idea um, that struck me as I was thinking through this is disposition versus discipline. Another way would maybe be nature versus nurture, but discipline kind of fits in with the idea of habits. Mm-hmm. So there are disposition would be the ways that we just are. Some people are morning people. Yep. Some people are creative. Let's talk about creativity since, hey, <laughs> that's what we do here. Some people, it's easy for them to, to find their creativity and to, to choose to do create, creative things because that is their disposition. The opposite side of that is discipline. And you can force yourself to do anything with discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, I could force myself to get up at four o'clock with discipline. Oh, sure. Now, the thing about discipline is that the further away it is from my disposition, the behavior, the further away that behavior I want is from my disposition, the more energy it's going to take to sustain it. Mm. And my energy is finite in a certain day. I mean, Mm -hmm. I can sleep and I get more energy, whatever, but I only have so much energy to spend every day. So if it takes 50% of my energy to sustain a behavior that is counter to my disposition, is it worth it? Is it worth getting up at four o'clock in the morning? Because I've been told productive people 
successful people get up early, but it has just taken 50% of my energy sources for the day to get up at four. Am I really going to be more productive by the end of the day? I think the answer is uh, no. Okay. As I'm thinking about this, your your disposition, Uh I think it can be changed by some really unhealthy habits. I think like, like, like people who are addicts or people who are in some really bad habits, um, that can take a lot of your energy that you could have been using for other things. Like mm-hmm. the bad habits that you get into mm-hmm. could be taking away a lot of their a lot of your energy that you could be using for other things. Now I could have a very like this is my perspective. I could be very like colored <laughs> uh or I could have a very colored view on this. But if you take those things that are sucking away your energy, maybe then you will discover what your actual disposition is, you know? Like, there have been times where I have stayed up really, really late and have continued to stay up late, Mm -hmm. like when I was in college. Mm -hmm. Um, My natural disposition is to go to bed early and wake up early. Mm -hmm. But in college, I was doing the opposite. And I was, I didn't have a lot of energy throughout the day. Um. But like if I took out the bad habit of going to bed, then I would return to my natural disposition. Is this making sense? Where like, it, so like when I was staying up late, it would take me more energy to get up in the morning, but it wasn't opposite of my disposition. It's that something else was sucking away my energy. Yeah. There will always be, nothing in life is just on its own. Right. Sure. Yeah. Let, let me, let's talk about it in another way. Okay. Some people are natural runners. Mm-hmm. Like they could not train, go run a 5k tomorrow. Man, have you met the, I haven't met these people. They oh. sound cool. I mean, <laughs> now I think as we get older, that changes because of age <laughs> in our body, but yes. some people like running isn't hard for them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that they don't like have to work to run faster. Or to run further, but like running comes naturally to them. So that would be, they have a disposition to be a runner. Now, anyone can become a runner with enough discipline. Yeah. It just means you're going to have to work harder to run that 5K. You're going to have to train. You may never run it as quickly, Mm -hmm. Um, but you're going to have to like, work towards that goal in a different way than someone who the who has the disposition for it who yes. it it looks like on the outside oh that comes easy to them maybe yeah. that's how i want to say it i was just thinking about like what i would have told myself in college where like like well your your natural disposition is just to is to just stay up late but that wasn't necessarily true Like, you know, like how would we fool ourselves? Like, I think we have to be careful with what our act, what our natural disposition is. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, kind of like you were saying earlier about just kind of letting go of things. Oh, well, I'm just not a morning person. Mm -hmm. Well, what if you are or maybe could be, but all, but you have a lot of other junk that's like taking up all of that energy. 
I guess that's what I'm just mm-hmm. concerned about. I'm not... I mean, my point in bringing this up mm-hmm. is that some things are going to be... Some patterns are going to be easier to implement into yeah. your life. And okay. some things are going to be harder. Mm. And we, you have to decide, is it worth the effort? Mm. And is this sustainable long term? Mm-hmm. Like I look at my dad and he is by disposition a disciplined person. Mm. I am not. <laughs> and so if I want to have discipline in my life, I have to like take ef- like that takes effort for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Or I need to find ways to incorporate discipline that look differently. I think it's just a matter of being aware of where we're starting from and not feeling like we're fighting against our own nature Mm. to be a different way. I guess going back to like all people need to do, need to get up or all Christians need to get up and read their Bibles at 4 a.m. because that's the good thing to do. Right. It doesn't have to be that specific. Like it doesn't have to be that that that's the only way to get that done. No, or some some people will I, I think about other things that people might want to to incorporate. Uh some sort of pattern of creativity in your life. Mm-hmm. Well, for some people that comes really naturally to do to choose something creative. And for other people that doesn't come naturally, which means you're going to have to incorporate some discipline to get that thing done. Some people are just bookworms and will, the TV isn't even a distraction. They are going to pick up a book. Mm -hmm. That is their disposition. They have a disposition of being a reader. They would call, they would describe themselves Mm -hmm. as a reader. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that someone who has never finished a whole book in their life cannot through discipline, through developing, um, patterns and habits that mm-hmm. encourage them to read will not be able to one day call themselves a reader. Okay. So I think that yes, our, our, the actions we do, our discipline does change our disposition. If we're using that as words, we would sure. say to describe ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, also you can describe yourself as a reader. If you are reading two books a year, Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it takes you that long to get through them or 200 books a year. Mm-hmm. The number doesn't matter. It's, is that something that you're prioritizing Yeah, in your life? Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. I, I think this is something that I'm going to like keep pondering, but I'm glad that you, that you brought that up. I'm not trying to be like prescriptive. I'm just trying no, to, to. I was just thinking like, I was just concerned about like, what about people who have fooled themselves that like, this is just how I am where they're stuck in their own vortex of bad behaviors. And like, this is just who I am and resigning themselves versus like trying to find out what your disposition is. And like, well, also saying this is just who I am. I, there's nothing I can do about it. it. That doesn't even, that's not in this at all. I mean, that's a different conversation. <laughs> Perhaps it is. Yeah. But like, I think people can get so ingrained and they can't into their own stuff and they can't see out that they're like, well, this is like, like to try and make any habits counter to this would just drain all of my energy and I can't do it. They would kind of like give up before they start. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think it is prioritizing. If, if you know it's going to take a lot of energy, is it, is it worth it? 
Do you want to change? Mm. Because. Oh, that's. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah, it could. Like, I really uh, will have a tendency to like just eat and eat and eat kind of mindlessly mm-hmm. when I'm bored. Yeah. Um, I can't. If I'm just like, oh, I have an addictive personality. I can't help it. Yeah. Okay. That might be true. Well, it's not true that you can't, that I can't help it. (laughs) It is that, uh, it's gonna take a lot of intentionality and discipline for me to change it. Yeah. Do I really want to? Do you want to? Yeah. So in that case, like it does maybe fit into your scenario. I just wasn't in. I I hear where you were coming from at the beginning. And, And it's just the looking at what it's going to cost. Yeah. And the further away it is from your disposition, the more it's going to cost to change your behavior. Yes. And I do think that that's good to know going in. So that you're not surprised when you're struggling. So that when you feel burned out, you know why. It's taking a lot of energy. That also means you're going to have to find ways. Either other things are going to have to let go Mm -hmm. or you're going to have to find ways to replenish that to make it sustainable You're right. and maybe you go slower or what, I mean, there's all kinds of things depending on the situation. Um, but what it does lead into is that we cannot, we are incapable of, uh, doing everything as much as I would love to like habits aside as one person who owns a house by herself. Yes. It's a lot. Even just managing my house yes. could be a full-time job. Like the outside of my house and the inside of my house. And then everything that happens inside of a house, like uh, feeding yourself and yes. all and of those things. And you have a pet too. And I have a business. Yeah. Like we we, do, we cannot do everything. Yeah. Um, and so th- we do have to know what our priorities are and what we want to change. True. One, I feel like we've been talking a long time. We have been. I've really been enjoying this conversation. And I think as far as a conversation where we have struggled over semantics, this is probably mm-hmm. the best one. As one last thing I wanted to say before we get into our tips. Yeah. And I agree. I have enjoyed this conversation <laughs> as well. Is that we look at people and we add the ER to the end of what they are. We describe them. They're a reader. She's a quilter. She's a painter. Um, he's an artist. Well, that doesn't have an ER at the end. But He's a gamer. Yeah. We describe people. Um, Softball player. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, like they're an athlete. They're a, we, and then we think, well, I want to be, I, I want to be a quilter, but I never could be that or um when my sisters and I hiked the John Muir trail that was 21 days okay yeah. on those 21 days we were hikers am i still a hiker if it's not something that i'm doing mm. like what is it that determines if someone fits into the box of that See activity our imposter syndrome uh two parter for more info yeah. on that but i think that this is where this idea of habits falls in. So back to reading, if someone only reads two books a year, but they're, they're looking at that book, it, it's a back to habit. It's a regular or settled tendency in their life. And maybe they're just reading like one or two pages mm-hmm. a couple times a week. Are they a reader? That's just a question. I'm not going to answer it for anyone, but like that's part of what, uh, Another aspect of this conversation, we hear that it. When, you want a label, 
but you feel like you cannot attain said label. Or when people tell us they aren't creative. Mm. And well, actually, by coming and taking the beginner quilting class, you have made a quilt. You've made it a priority. Yeah, you are. You're now a quilter. Like you made this quilt. Are you going to keep being a quilter? Are you going to mm. keep quilting? That's a different question. But did you make a quilt? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you did. So you're a quilter. I think this could change. It impacts the way that we talk to students about like, is a student a good student or a bad student? We base that on grades, maybe like their behavior in class, but like, is someone showing up to class every day and trying and, you know, then you are a good student, you know? So that maybe leads us into some tips that we want to share. I got very distracted because there's a person driving by with like a camera hanging out of their car. Oh, and I'm like, I saw them drive by earlier. Are they filming our studio? Well, our studio look good. It does look very good. They're in a minivan with the back door slit open up. and they're driving around downtown slowly. This is very cool. <gasps> Are they making a TV show? Oh, I wish. Do Come we want to knock on, on it? Our door, yes, please. please. Pitbull, jump on you. Yes. Um... Okay, so I structured these tips. I don't know if you did the same. You know, sometimes we uh, go off on our own mm-hmm. corners to prepare and we come do. back with different things. I uh, structured my tips on ways to live more from a place of intention than impulse. Yes. So, I mean, I I would say that that's kind of how I did yeah. it. I looked at, like, what how to reduce impulsivity and how to increase uh, intentionality. So in other, another way to say that was like in my own mind, these are ways that I stay in control of my life instead of just letting the things that happen naturally or like when I'm not thinking, when I'm being mindless, um, instead of letting those things control my life. Excellent. How many do you have? Four. Okay. I have three. You go first. (gasps) Okay. So, um, Think about the core of what you want and be able to make goals from that or habits from that. Um, Also, if you are, so the flip side of that to fight impulsivity is to stop and think. So just trying to be intentional when those like, when you, when you see that cue stopping and being like, wait, okay, I'm picking up the remote. I'm going to put the remote Mm. right back down. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have one that's kind of similar. It's to be honest about your priorities. Um, and so how did you phrase it? Think about what you really think of, want. Think of the core of what you want. Do you want to be a, do you want to be a reader? Well, are you already a reader? Um, and then thinking about that as you're making your decisions, as you're picking up the remote, do I want to be a reader? Yes, I do. Put it in, putting it down. Okay. Yeah. So mine is to be honest about your priorities um, and then reflect on self-sabotage, whether it's actually already happening or ways where you see self-sabotage could um, come in. Mm -hmm. So that was a good example. Um, But like, honestly, do I really care if there's stuff on my dining room table? Yeah. Like, Like, does that really matter to me? Right. Uh, Does it matter to anyone in my house? Oh, wait, Pip doesn't look at the dining room table and then it's me. Does it matter to me? And so am I going to make it, 
am I going to say every night before I go to bed, the dining room table has to be cleaned off? Yes. Knowing that that's going to last less than two nights. Yeah. Which I would say, like, the for me right now, I completely cleaned my sewing room. People can't recognize it anymore. It was atrocious. Um, and so I know I'm going to create in there and make mm. a mess. But now I'm thinking, is it important to me to have that space clear? And I'm starting to think, yes, it is. So I made an effort the other night. It's not just as it was when I had like perfectly put everything away. Because let's be real, when you do a big cleaning, it's never going to be yeah. as good as when it's there. Yeah. But I did make an effort to like, okay, my scraps are going to go here. I'm going to do this. So I made an intentional choice for something that like, okay, I like this. I think I want to try keeping, keeping it this yeah. way. That brings in one that I hadn't thought of, which has to do with systems. Like, if you do want it and it is new, you have to, like, make decisions on how it's going to stay that way. Mm-hmm. And maybe that has to do with building your habit or your routine or whatever. But I think it's also, where does the scrap go? Or yes. how am I going, what mechanisms am I putting in place to make this thing easy to do? Yes. Exactly. You're kind of trying to eliminate some of the energy that the discipline is going to take. I mean, it's going to take a little bit of energy every time I go into my sewing room and every time that I leave, because I'm like, oh, I'm going to put the dust cover back Mm -hmm. on or I'm going to do this or that at the beginning and the end, which when I want to create, I'm like, I don't want to do that. But using those small bits of energy then will keep me from having to spend an hour going through my room and trying to get it clean again. And it also makes it to where you can say, "Ooh, I have 15 minutes. I want to go sew. And the room is ready for you. Yes, exactly. Okay, your turn. Okay, um, making small shifts. Oh. So when you want to be intentional with your life, let, let's say you feel like a very impulsive person, you cannot just automatically become an intentional person all the time in your life. Mm. Prioritize the places where you're like, okay, this is where my impulsivity is the worst. Or you could choose another place in your life where this is where it feels the most manageable to start. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop leaving my socks on the floor. I'm going to pick them up and I'm going to put them in my hamper. Mm-hmm. And you can be intentional. And once you get that down, you keep adding some intentional Well, and you things. might realize, you know what? My hamper is not in the right spot. <gasps> exactly. I need to move my hamper. Mm-hmm. Um, it, James Clear in autom- Atomic Tabit. Atomic, Atomic Tabits. <laughs> Atomic Tabits. Atomic Habits. He talks about how an airplane leaving from LA, if it's just two degrees off when it leaves LA, it's going to like end up in Florida instead of New York. Because it's small, a small change, two degrees, a small change over time or distance Mm -hmm. has big impact. It does. um, Don't discount those little things, y'all. Yeah, small shifts. All right, my next tip is similar. It's let go of all or nothing mentality. Yes, where you're like, well, I missed one workout. Right. That's it for me. I'm thinking of it more, less in like the small things, like it need, like not go big or go home, but, um, that if you mess up one day, then it's all over. Yeah. Or, you know, people are like, oh, I'll start a new diet on Monday. Uh, what? <laughs> like, also, again, that goes back to diet culture. Yeah. But like, oh, I've I've already watched TV for five hours today. I might as well keep at it. Yeah. No, I can choose to you stop, stop watching stop TV anytime. Something that my husband has, has said that is a red flag for him 
is when he tells himself, well, might as well. I'm already. Right. It's like, no, no, no. You can choose to stop. Yeah, that's right the now. mindless. So that would be the impulse or the mindlessness yeah. of it. Exactly. Right. So you can say, um, no, it's not all or nothing. And also, like, no, I I um I don't want to do that thing that I know is gonna be good for I I do want to watch TV today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. But it's still the choice. It's the choice, which is important. That's what's intentional. And then it, then it doesn't ruin everything. It doesn't ruin the rest of today, and it definitely doesn't ruin tomorrow. Man, it just makes me think that, like, you sometimes with those, like, little things that we just allow to get away from us, that eventually you end up to a place where you no longer have a choice. Like, if you have worked yourself into a corner, and you're like, well... I've just I've just allowed myself to be on autopilot and now I'm at a place where it like I have to follow through on this. There's certain obligations that I have to fulfill or I can't escape my own health. Like I have let it get to this point mm-hmm. and you don't want to end up there. Um, and like even that idea of like you let it get to this point. Well, it was a culmination, like an accumulation of, of all the habits mm-hmm. and um I think that's kind of what I meant earlier by like habits exist, whether we like them or not, Mm -hmm. are they in control or are we in control? And that's not to point blame or like, um, you know, make someone feel like it's their fault that they are in a certain way, but it's just to more prove the point that those little things do add Mm -hmm. up over time. And you want to be able to have the freedom to say, like to be able to have choices mm-hmm. because if sometimes if you let things get away from you, eventually you'd have no choice, but to spend two hours cleaning your room or mm-hmm. you have no choice to go to the doctor or, or the dentist or wherever. And like, Oh, I haven't been taking care of myself. Now something big has to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. That was yours, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, avoid impulsive situations there's a friend that you get around and you tend to make impulsive decisions around them, uh, maybe deciding beforehand how the night or the day or whatever may go. Mm-hmm. So like, you know that this friend always asks you to, you know, go out to eat, but you're on a new budget. You know, what's going to happen before you get to that point, make the decision before you get in that situation. Um, or you even like step in first before it can happen. Like you say, Hey, I'm doing this new budget. Yeah. But you know what? Like, could we do this instead? Yeah. Like just don't even let the opportunity happen. Um, and maybe this is something you do with family members. You know that there's this one family member that is like asking of you, asking something of you. And you know that you have just like given in every time before they ask, make the decision about what you're going to say Or go to them already and say, hey, I know I've done this in the past. This is what I'm trying to do now. I'm just giving you a heads up. Mm -hmm. So just taking yourself out of those impulsive situations, either by figuring out what to say beforehand so that when that cue happens, you know what to do. um, Or just making sure that you're like not in a place where you get really impulsive. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, oh, I know that when I go when I go shopping with this friend at this particular store, it is really hard for me to not come home without something. Yeah. Mine uh, is similar. It's funny because we all had kind of similar things, just a little worded, a little different. Mine is to interrupt the autopilot. Yes. So uh, for me, 
moving my TV interrupted the autopilot. It doesn't say you can't ever do this anymore. It just takes away the option to do it mindlessly. Mm-hmm. So I do like that. Word. Um, yeah. What would be another way that you could interrupt the autopilot? So like, okay, uh, I'm hesitant to use examples that, uh, focus on productivity or (laughs) weight loss, but it could be like if every time you walk through the kitchen, you grab a cookie, Mm. well, make the cookies that much harder to get to like add another layer that you have to do to where you can't mindlessly walk by and grab one off the counter, put them in a cabinet where you can't behind something where you have to like go through more steps to do the thing because I mean, or you could say just don't buy cookies, but like, let's say, no, you want to have cookies. They, they benefit you. Yes. (laughs) Um, they bring joy to your mouth. Yes. And so make it be to where you, you're either planning out when you're going to have the cookies or you're mm-hmm. taking away the option for it to be on autopilot. You're not putting yourself in those situations. If every time you reach for your phone, you open up Instagram automatically without yeah. thinking, then take Instagram. You can take it off your home screen. Off, you don't have to delete it. Move it all the way to the end and then put it inside of a folder. So yes. now it takes more effort to get there. to go there. Oh, I've done this with a few apps on my mm-hmm. phone. Like I don't delete them. But they're in a different spot, and so I don't go mm-hmm. back to them. Oh, nice. Okay. Do you All have right. another one? Nope, that's it. Okay, so here is my last one. Give yourself a break. This sounds weird, but hear me out. From your habit um, or from the new thing you're trying to do? I would say give yourself a break from the autopilot. So I did this recently where I changed up like my entire surroundings Um It could be like a vacation or like a weekend where you spend Mm. like away from normally what you're doing Um, or you just decide that like I just need, you know, I just need a few days for autopiloting Mm. and like, oh, when I'm, you know, when I'm out at this, you know, whatever retreat or, you know, or if you're just staying at a friend's house or something like that, you're like, oh, I did a lot of this. Or you may not have access to the things that you were autopiloting. Mm -hmm. And it allows you to have this new perspective of, oh. So it's like interrupt the autopilot, but. uh, Like on a grander scale. Yeah, because you are, when you're on vacation, what did you do when you first woke up? Yeah. Or whatever. And I think this, I think this would work the best if you are taking a break or a vacation where you don't have a lot of things planned to do. Mm. So like if you're going to Disney World, that's not that's not a break. I mean, it's a break right. and like you're doing all of these fun things. Um, but something where it takes you, it pulls you out of your structure and you have to examine it. Or maybe on a smaller scale, giving yourself a break, like maybe you've been trying a lot of these habits and and they haven't been working out for you, just stopping and like, okay, I really tried to do this whole, you know, doing this mindfulness in the morning and it's not working. I'm just going to stop. And I'm going to try and also stop the habit of, well, I looked at my phone for 30 minutes in bed. I'm going to stop that as well. Okay. Now what, what am I going to fill my time with? Mm -hmm. And just kind of leaving that empty space for you to think. Mm -hmm. It's nice. So would recommend. Yes. Also therapy. It would be another tip. Like (laughs) if you can 
Get yourself some therapy. It'll help you figure out what you really want. So the gist is, yes, we are creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. But we also get to decide what we... We have some control over we have what choice. those habits are going to be. Sweet, sweet choice. It doesn't mean that those choices are going to feel good. Sometimes, maybe eventually they will, but like sometimes self-care means eating your Brussels sprouts and, you know, m- trying to move for 10 minutes. But also self-care could mean going and getting yourself a nice coffee drink or taking a break from your routine like well and it's the why it's naming the why right why do you care about self-care or why are you eating your brussels sprouts instead of pizza also like you could eat pizza with a side of brussels sprouts like you could if the why is i want to lose 10 pounds that is not sorry that's not compelling (laughs) like that's not motivating that's not it's not gonna stick Mm -mm. if the why is something else that's where you will Find out your why yeah. is what we're saying. Uh, what is your... Do you want to do sweet or sour first? Uh, What's your sweet? Okay. My sweet is that I have... We opened up our 3D printer and man, is that thing flipping cool. Hey. I love it. Um, and what I what I like most about it is that it is combining two things that both that Richard loves and I love into one object. Mm-hmm. He loves gadgets and toys and software and... Um, messing around with things on the computer. So he does like that side of yeah. it. And he's printing a lot of things for my cosplay. So I'm ending up with these cool objects to like paint and create with. And we're getting to like talk about it and work together. And it's fabulous. Yeah. So if you're wanting to get close to someone, just find something that you both can like learn with together. It's I mean, it's why Make Do is so great because you can come and be creative together mm-hmm. with someone else and learn something new. So it is, it's been wonderful. Yeah. I love it. Um, so your suite was kind of creative. Yeah. Mine is too. I painted a mural at my house this week. Girl, it looks so, I this told weekend. you, you showed me the concept art for it. And then I saw it on your wall mm-hmm. and I was like, that looks like the same picture. It looks like, when I look at it, I'm like, duh, it, this always belonged here. It just, <laughs> feels like it goes in the space just right. It is where it's in the corner where I removed my TV and I put this cool chair in that corner and I got a new light that's really uh, funky. Mm-hmm. And um, then with the mural, it's just making me so happy. See, that's when you like when you know what you want and the things that make you happy, you're able to like narrow down and find the things that like that you were like, yes, this was always meant to be here with me. And it gives you just this sort of like full feeling. But you also have to take away. Sometimes, you know, that started, it wasn't like I looked in that corner and thought, you know what belongs here instead of my TV? Mm -hmm. Like I took the TV out first. And then it helped you to realize Mm -hmm. what was meant to be there. I think that's part of like giving yourself a break. Yeah, You like took that thing out Mm -hmm. and then you're like, I know what I can fill that space yeah. with. It was my first mural since my shoulder surgery. Mm. Um, How did that do on your shoulder? Well, that's my sour. Oh. <laughs> uh, but I want to tell a little bit more of a sweet, like a, an additional sweet. Um, so Banyan Bridges, Rachel, who I've talked about before, who is a muralist, she has a new show out. So I watched the show on my TV while I was riding my bike because mm. that's where my TV is now. Yes. And uh, it just, I was like, I have to paint something. So I painted the mural. I shared it. 
and I tagged her and the other people in the show. So they shared it. So then we've had some new followers on Instagram because of that. And I always say hi to our new followers just because social media can feel you can feel like you're creeping on people or like no one notices that you're there. And yeah. so I just say hi because we do notice when people show we up. Sure it's do. fun. Um, anyway, someone reached out. Leah from Australia responded <gasps> back. <laughs> to me uh, and she's been listening to the podcast she started uh, listening to the podcast so oh my goodness leah if you're listening down under hey, hi leah we're oh glad my you're word. here this is so fantastic yeah. thank you for reaching out she oh. said that uh well she sent my mural to her daughter like hey we could maybe do something like this in your room so she said she's oh. having a lot of imposter you know like needing oh. feeling like a perfectionist and uh doesn't know she has to get over that and i was like well here's some podcasts to listen to. And I sent her uh, episode numbers on where we talk about perfectionism. Oh, Leah, if you end up painting that mural, we want to see. Dude, that's awesome. Um, So then I'll just go into my sour. Yeah. I thought I was doing a little mural. I gave myself, I mean, I did it over like three days. Okay. So I thought, I'm just going to do this little one mile fun run as an analogy. You know, this, I'll ease my shoulder back into Mm it. It'll be nice and fun. No. No. It's like I ran a 50K adventure race over the mountains. My shoulder was not having it. Oh, I'm, I, I'm okay now. Um, but, then, but this also is what I'm learning this week. I'm just going to do all of my notes. All the stuff. Uh, what I'm learning is the only way is through. Like oh. the only way through is through. And the only way my shoulder is going to get better is... To, you know, keep pushing its limits and then that makes it feel worse. And when stopping when you're like, okay, that was too much. Mm-hmm. I need but, to but it wasn't even, like, I felt really good with, it wasn't too much. Mm. It's just that it hurt. Like, if my shoulder is going to build endurance and is going to build strength, well, that means it's also going to hurt. Okay. So it's like a, I worked out really hard. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, like, yes, it was too much and it did hurt more than I wanted, but like it, I didn't go into it like, I don't care. I'm going to power through this mural. I thought that I was being, um, whatever. Taking it easier, yeah. like spreading it out. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right. My sour is my hair. My bright hair color has pretty much faded into non-existence it feels like and i want to dye it again but most of my free time is being dedicated for a cosplay i'm wearing to a con in oh. less than a month so what I can't color is yet. her hair it's dark isn't it are you oh, wearing a wig yeah. oh girl i'm wearing a wig yes oh. um so i'm just gonna have to wait until february to dye my hair again what color are you gonna do do you know yet um i thought i have like so i have so many half bottles in my oh under my tub so under my pff, under my sink so I might like mix a few together to come up with a different shade, but probably I was feeling like purpley blues mm-hmm. again. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. What are you learning? Uh, I'm learning how to sand and fill 3D printed objects. Ooh. So there are two different kinds of 3D printers. And by the way, if you are interested in 3D printers or you know people who are, there are some that are actually relatively inexpensive. Like the one we bought was like $140. Uh-huh. Um Uh, But there are two kinds of printers, a filament printer and a resin printer. So a filament printer is basically like 
you can think about it like a hot glue gun. It yeah, has, like the string. It like prints with string kind of. Yes. It has like a heated metal tip and it extrudes the plastic uh-huh. and layer by layer builds up the shape. Yes. Um, a resin printer, I know a lot less about how it works, but basically you have a reservoir of chemicals and what it does is it precipitates or makes the chemical hard in the specific places but what comes out is a very smooth look or a smoother looking object mm-hmm. um, because it's not built layer by layer. Yeah. It's a precipitation. Um, so we have a three, uh, a res- uh, filament. We have a filament printer, which leaves lines. So I'm learning how to use basically, it's like a car filler thing. It's weird to fill in all of those lines, sand it down, prep it for painting, all of that. Gotcha. So I'm excited. I yeah. love kind of fiddly stuff like that. And learning new things. And learning new things so I can paint. Yes. Well, yay. We did it. <sighs> I enjoyed this one. My favorite episode good. we've done this year. Hey, there you go. <laughs> it's been fabulous. So hopefully this conversation has not only taught you about habits, but also to get through some conversations where y'all are having issues with semantics or certain words. Um, so yeah, hope y'all learned something new. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you to my dear, dear friend Craig Hudson for our very createful theme music. You can hear more of Craig's music on Spotify under Craig Hudson. That's Hudson with a T. Or you can just uh, click on the link in the show notes. Also, be sure to connect with Make Do on Instagram at Make Do Create or on Facebook at Make Do Cersei. And visit our website, makedocreate.org, for upcoming classes, show notes, to order a face mask, lots of things. <laughs>